Hello, welcome back to LadyPod with me, Lottie Morley. LadyPod is all about highlighting wonderful women from all walks of life. It's storytelling for the sisterhood. This week, I'm speaking to Kelly and Zoe Allen, the mums of an LGBTQ plus family focused on challenging society's misconceptions after Zoe came out as transgender to Kelly in 2019. Here they are. Shall we start by uh, you introducing yourselves? Yes, I'm Kelly. And I'm Zoe. And between us, we run Our Transitional Life, which is a a blog website, um, as well as some social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's part of it. What else do we do? Well, (laughs) on the blog, we started that because you came out as transgender and we wanted to kind of share a positive story. And then we also run a jewellery business called Kelso Jewellery and do some other little bits and bobs on the side. (laughs) Yeah. Lovely, lovely. So you mentioned there that Zoe came out as transgender not that long ago, was it? 2018 on New Year's Eve, that's right, yeah, isn't it? In, on the cusp 2019, of 2019, yeah. 2019. It's always hard to to say that date because it's New Year's into 2019. What, what <laughs> yeah. year do you Where say? Where are we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we had a lot of different weird stuff going on up to that point. Um, it all kind of came to a head on New Year's Eve over a glass of Prosecco. Yeah. <laughs> Would you mind telling me a bit more about that? How, how did that sort of conversation go? The whole of 2018 was pretty odd, I would say. Mm. Um, so he was like acting really um, strange, doing things out of character, hiding her phone, um, just being really secretive and distant and, yeah, just very... Suspicious. <laughs> yeah, you could say. <laughs> and then we'd had we had like a few events, didn't we? Like fancy dress events where you chose to dress certain clothes that made me question. But it was like to a point. It was like a very adamant. It wasn't like oh a bit of fun. It was very serious, and you had to look a certain way and present a certain way. Yeah. And um, I think um, on New Year's Eve it came to a head because. She said she wanted to dress up for for New Year's Eve, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered. Like it's you know, it's New Year's Eve. We're not going anywhere. Let's just hang out in our PJs. And I was like, in the end, I was like, oh, all right then, we'll get dressed up. And I thought, oh, she'll, she's going to put a suit on or something, you know. And then she pulled out like a sparkly black skirt and some other bits, and I was just a bit like, it felt like the penny had finally dropped. I think that night. And so we just had a conversation and it all yeah. came out. And then my mum rang the doorbell and we couldn't talk about it. So. <gasps> no. <laughs> so the bomb Oh dropped. my goodness. Back just to quickly, just, yeah. just act like nothing's happened. Yeah, fine, fine. It was like the, the drums oh. had kicked in at the end of EastEnders. <laughs> oh my God, I can actually imagine. Wow. <laughs> so Kelly, you say, you know, it was all coming together. Did you think that you, you knew that something something was up? I think... There was lots of stuff going on and I just hadn't pieced it all together. And I think a lot of what I had to get my head around after Zoe came out was that she hadn't told me sooner. She hadn't, like, I felt a bit like, oh, I should have known sooner or she should have come to me sooner, trusted me sooner. Do you know what I mean? So I think that was a big part of it. So I think because it was so intense, especially the few months before, you you had lost a lot of weight, hadn't you? Mm. So I was just very worried about all the other, all the other things that were caused by the fact that you hadn't come out. So yeah. I was more focused on them than the actual root of the issue. Mm. I, I, I wasn't eating, and I ended up going to get a full body wax and. Just doing and you came out in like a massive rash, didn't oh, you? It's horrible. My, my skin was like, <laughs> oh. like falling off for months. Kelly, what what was that like for you when when Zoe eventually told you? Because I asked her, I was I was still shocked, and it took a while. I mean, it didn't take that. In terms of like us getting on a good, a good to a good point in a happy, positive place, it didn't take that long. But obviously, it feels like it takes ages when you're feeling like shocked. You know, I was emotional, I was sad, I was angry that she couldn't tell me sooner. Um, but she also allowed me to feel all those feelings. Like, there was room for that, for me to feel certain things. 
Um, mm. And, you know, I remember saying, and I always tell people this, I said to George after he found, after we told George, um, I said to him, oh, I'm worried I'm going to miss your daddy. And George just said to me, well, he's still there inside of Zoe. And I just, that was enough, I guess, for me to be like, put in my place by a tent. He was 10 then, wasn't he? And just, you need little moments like that that are just like quite, you know. It's a bit out of the mouth of babe, isn't it, that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. right, yeah. You're, all right, yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. <laughs> believe those, not believe, but think like that. We've obviously brought, you know, they were very, they're very open to like gender and they understand like the fluidity of it and stuff like that. So they just, wa- they just wanted you to be happy, didn't they? Yeah, that was their only... The only thing that they said oh. was as long as as long as she's happy. Yeah, and I think the only reason I probably struggled the most with it is because not the most out of anyone at all, but the only reason I struggled as compared to if it was a friend was that it was because I'd been married to you for like ten over ten years, years yeah. and I just didn't expect it at first, and then I th- also thought you could have come to me and told me sooner. That's all. You're you're sort of saying there, caveating. Oh, the only reason I was a bit surprised. I think I think. You know, most people would be probably quite surprised if there, if there had been no, you know, no signs or like you say, you've been married for 10 years. You had two, you had two children at that point as well. Yeah, and... it was weird being shocked, but asking anyway. I think that's that was the that yes. was difficult. I was shocked, but I was asking the question. So why was I shocked? So it was just like, Bleh. was there any point? Was it always like, a, OK, we're going to we're going to make this work? Or was there any point where you thought, oh, I'm, you know, this is all just, it's a lot to take in? Um, yeah, there was one point when I said, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I think that was like on day two. <laughs> like it was very, it was within the first week, there was a lot going on emotion wise. Mm. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm quite a stressed out person and I know what the world is like, I think. And I was just like, I, don't, I just don't know. And you said to me, oh, um, shall I go and get changed? And, and, and I was like, no, I can't stop you from being you. Like that isn't my... That's that's nothing to do with me. My me getting around my head around it and understanding and being like loving and all that stuff. That's down to me. It's not down to Zoe to be someone else mm. because I'm scared or worried or shocked or whatever. That's just something I have to, I have to like f- figure out myself. Mm. Like when she said, yeah. "Oh, I'll get changed back into her old clothes." I'd seen her in her old clothes. Like maybe you'd pop to work or whatever, and you'd come home and you'd just look. Like you just look like an alien in a way. You didn't. No, you just you just look so sad. And like I could never, I could never put you in a position where you were forced to be mm. someone you're not. So yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot. Of, there were a lot of emotions during that time. The first week, especially, yeah. I would say. And Zoe, what was that like for you? Sort of the. So if we go back to sort of the lead up to that night, knowing um, that I was different, probably from an early age of about eight ish. Um, having a full grasp of why I was different and who I was and stuff wasn't really until maybe a year and a half to two years before coming out to Kelly. So I knew I'd been different for a long time. I knew I had these feelings. I'd suppressed a lot of it due to my upbringing, some of the circles that I'd been in. Um, And I think... Kelly had given me that space to kind of explore who I was a little bit more through our marriage um, and a lot more of an understanding of the world and a lot more like no judgment and stuff and more acceptance. Um, and I think as we were leading up to that that big new year, I, um, I'd had a lot more time on my hands because I'd gone back to university. Um, so... I don't know, anyone who's been to university knows there's lots of free time in between lectures, just sitting around and, and pondering life. Um, and I'd, I'd had a chance to kind of look into some of the things I was feeling and they kept leading me down the same path to being transgender. Um, and I guess, like Kelly said, the penny clicked for me a lot earlier. Um, and I tried hiding it. I tried suppressing the feelings and it just made me angry and depressed um I ended up not eating because it was the only thing I felt I had any control over um and waxing all my hair off which was a bit of a interesting experience um and you lost the beard as well didn't oh yeah you? I shaved few, yeah in the weeks leading up to coming out yeah I think up until figuring out who I truly was for years, I'd like over masculinized. So I'd 
you know, I tried doing a bit of weights. I grew a beard, shaved my hair off. I had lots of tattoos. And although I love the tattoos, that was me, like, overcompensating for who I was, really. And now I don't have to do that. And it's, yeah, it's better. Now you just want more tattoos. <laughs> I want more tattoos and longer <laughs> hair. <laughs> That's so interesting, actually, that you felt like you went more masculine because you were like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, force yourself into that almost. I think um, it's quite common, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Since since coming out and obviously speaking to a lot more people and reading a lot more as more people are coming out, that seems to be quite a common thing that you kind of go completely the opposite, as far yeah. away as you can from that feminine side or masculine if you're trans male. Leading up to the to the night where you had the conversation with Kelly, how how was that for you? How were you feeling? I was terrified because, like Kelly said, we'd had a few fancy dress evenings, and we've always done fancy dress anyway. But I'd up until that point that that year, I guess, I'd gone into doing a lot more overly feminine outfits and um, trying to look as feminine as I could. Even with a beard and stuff. <laughs> but even when we were going out before that, we knew, even though we didn't, even though it wasn't out, we knew the kind of response we were going to get from people because of how they treated you, even on fancy dress nights out. Yeah. Like at Halloween, the way people treated you, even walking to town to go to one of the pubs and stuff. Like I, I was exhausted from just giving people daggers probably because deep down I knew something was something there was something more going on yeah. but you know just from that like how much worse it's gonna get you know what I mean yeah. like, well that's, that's it I was terrified because all the stories that I'd read you know people come out and they lose their partners they lose their kids they lose their families and their house and their jobs and all these things so th that's all that I could hang on to um as well as all of the judgment and all the different hurdles that I'd have to go through for transitioning there's so many there were so many reasons to not come out and not want to transition but it was making me more and more ill and more and more upset um and then that new year's eve getting dressed up I knew that's what I wanted to do I'd tried on a couple of occasions to get the words out to say who I was and, and how I wanted to live my life with to Kelly and then she said, come and sit down, we need to have a talk. <laughs> I was like, I'm just putting the sausage rolls in the oven. <laughs> no. You did try and avoid oh it. I could, do you know what? It's really interesting that you brought it up, Kelly, as well, rather than Zoe sort of saying, this is the moment, you know, you've gone, we're going to have a chat, come and sit down. <laughs> I don't know if she ever would have told me. The thing is, I think we'd, like... Like, we'd had a few conversations before that. I think, I remember on Halloween, that fancy dress night out, I'd tried telling you, or tried, like, testing the waters on being transgender and stuff. And I think, for whatever reason, the conversation had changed or I just didn't feel comfortable enough to get it out. Yeah, you did have some guy, like, all over you that, that night. Was, yeah, so that it's was, probably quite difficult gross. for you yeah. <laughs> to have a serious conversation when there's a drunken man draped around you. Yeah, that's not, oh, not, that's not oh, what I was God. after. No. <laughs> And was it, it, so New Year's Eve, it was just you two in the house or were the kids there? What, you know, was it, that was the moment? It just felt urgent, I think. Yeah, as kids, soon as I knew what you were wearing, it just all seemed to fall into, fall into place. But I'd also tried to get you to do like quizzes before that. Yes. And you'd do them and then hide the results from me and stuff. So yeah. there were like lots of things leading oh. up to that night. What sort? What like? What do you mean by quizzes? What sort of quizzes? Like gender quizzes, like gender like dysphoria, dysphoria quizzes. Qu yeah. Because yeah. of like all the little things you were saying, <clears throat> and you just kept bouncing it, like denying it. Yeah. No, it's mm. fine. It didn't. No, it was fine. It didn't come back with any of that. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> and then it all came spilling out, I guess. So Zoe, for you, it, I mean, I can't even imagine how that must have that the worry that you must have felt. Did you think that that Kelly was going to be so understanding? I should have thought that. I, I think part of me, part of me thought that she would because she is. Um, I could have been better though. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I had like a week of no. Yeah, but that's this. understandable. It's understandable. Ten years of marriage, you know. Because I hadn't found any positive stories online or anything like that that I could attach to. All I had was the negatives, and when that's all you read and that's all you see. 
and you're in that family situation where you could possibly lose everything, regardless of, of how much you think somebody might understand and might be loving and, and, and everything else, I think it's it's kind of natural to fear that much. That's all I could think about was, even after Kelly finding out, I was like, she's going to kick and scream. She, and that's not like her, but like... Kick and scream? <laughs> Sorry, imagining me doing that. Ah! But yeah, you know, she, I thought oh, she could she could kick off, she could kick me out. I remember you once saying, "Oh, you could she could have hit me." I was just yeah. like, "What? But what? It's, it's not like you because it's someone you read in the papers exactly. and you read in the news the the abuse and stuff." But I've never. And because oh, Kelly's mum turned up, we didn't really have much time to talk. We'd sneak off and hide in the bathroom and have a quick minute here and there to have a quick chat. Um, yeah. The next day was Kelly's birthday. And obviously, you know, we'd had quite a lot of Prosecco that night to kind of get through the, the, the big news. Um, we spent the day with Kelly's mum again and we went for a meal and we were busy. So we didn't really have a chance to talk. But even that morning, like our tradition for a number of years had always been New Year's Day morning. I would fly to McDonald's while everyone else was asleep, grab breakfast for everyone and come back. and We'd all have breakfast in bed and open up Kelly's presents. Oh. And I thought, first of all, I woke up thinking, is she still here with me now anyway? And she was, thankfully. And then I was like, well, if I go to McDonald's, is she going to be there when I get back? Am I going to get back to a note saying, I've packed your things and you can leave? You know, there's so many fears that I had straight away that I think in hindsight, I would have kicked myself a year or two earlier as I found out and discovered myself um, and just come out and said, look, she she understands she will she will come round and yeah come round. come round I don't know you know it's it's not it's not me going I've I've shaved all my hair off or I'm 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 getting my nose pierced <laughs> yeah, or something when, when you waxed your chest you sent me a message saying don't hate me yeah. <laughs> I waxed my chest I was like okay what? it was a bit of a shock because it wasn't in line with how you would always behaved no. but it was just like why would I hate you for that. I did ridicule you for the rash, though. Yeah, it was painful. <laughs> so, your your mum coming over that night, what what was that like? Because obviously, it's it's quite it's big news, and then you know you you can't then speak about it. Was that oh, that must have been excruciating? Yeah, it was hard. Mm. We just I think we just had prosecco and kind of got on with New Year's Eve, and then I think within. After we then we then did something out of character, like on the second of January, I'm sure it was. We dropped the kids at my mom's and just went out for the day to talk. Mm. And we don't normally drop and leave in that way, yeah. and then just never give a time when we're coming back. We just went and talked and shopped and kind of, I don't know. It was quite emo- an emotional day. Yeah, you you helped me pick out a couple of bits. Yeah, which was probably in hindsight too soon for me. Yeah, and me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some yeah. of the things we that were I terrified. Out. We were terrified as well. Why are we terrified? Like, I look back and think, why were we so scared in the shops? Yeah, you bought mm. loads of mini skirts in the first few months, <laughs> didn't you? Loads of mini skirts. I suppose it's the unknown, isn't it, for both of you? Yeah, you're absolutely. both you're both in it together, and you're both on the opposite side of it and working through it together. I suppose, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it was within a week that we told my mom, wasn't yeah. it? I was going to ask actually who next? Everybody obviously knows now, I imagine, and how was it telling everybody else? My mom was first. Yeah, your mom was first. We went over to tell her she we were like you need to sit down. We've got something important to tell you. <laughs> and we told her eventually, and she was like, "Oh my god, I thought you were going to tell me you were splitting up." <laughs> So she was relieved. Oh. <laughs> That's a lovely response, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just glad you're together. Yeah. And I think she was a bit like with me, she was like, Oh, if we're gonna if Zoe's gonna do this, we're gonna help her rock it. Like we were kind yeah. of of that attitude, like we're gonna help you in any way we can. Um, and since like yeah. she's taken you for telling your nails that she called me to tell your nails. Yeah, she needs to take me again. I'm in the, I'm in need of a new <laughs> Oh my god, I'm desperate, desperate. And I'm the low maintenance one, I'm like, no, nah, I'll do it myself if I can be bothered. I am yeah. So high maintenance. High maintenance. Oh. How old were your children? They were what nine and ten ish, were they? Yeah, mm. yeah, nine and ten. Um we just kind of I think it was left to me, wasn't it, with George and Molly? You were terrified. Yeah. 
you were really scared. We'd read lots of different books and we always talk about like gender and LGBTQ, you know, issues and stuff like that. Quite open with all of that. Mm. And I remember just like lying in bed and reading a book to them. I think it was maybe I Am Jazz we were reading or something. Mm. Um, And I kind of explained, I'm sure that like it was similar to you basically, that you don't feel that you... I mean, I know some people don't like this phrase, but we did use the phrase, you don't feel you were born in the right body. Yeah. Um, and how would they feel if you were called... So, I don't know, we went kind of down that path. Like, how would yeah. they feel? Da, 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 da. And it was literally a resounding, like, as long as she's happy, like, that's all that matters. Is that happiness is all that matters. And I think Molly was like, what's she going to wear? And <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Um, but Molly's quite like, she's always been quite just and fair and so like she's she even has like non-binary teddies and things like that like so she's Amazing. very up on that mm-hmm. and um the kids changed pronouns so fast didn't they they're so good like above yeah. anyone else they just got it they just it was weird um, I, think, I think they've maybe slipped up once and they've gotten so upset with it. Yeah. Like, and it's literally just been like oh. part, a part of a word or a pronoun that's come out of their mouth, and they've gotten really upset and corrected themselves. And... Yeah, it's hot. It was hot. Those first few months were really hot. Well, probably the first mm. six or twelve months, maybe, because it's language that you're used to using, mm. and you're having to then yeah. reteach yourself this these natural words that used to come out. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, and they decided to call you Mama Zoe, didn't they? Like yeah. they, you left them open to that. They, we, we didn't force them to change what they called you no. or anything like that. So it's not they don't just unless they want either of us. Uh, it's not Mummy or Mom or whatever anymore. They shout out, "It's Mama Cow, Mama Zoe." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they say, don't people say that kids are just more understanding than adults aren't they they're just not phased by anything that you you just sort of say to them oh you know you could say that somebody was gay or whatever and they'd be like okay cool yeah, yeah. let's move on not bothered that thanks for telling me like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and that is so lovely isn't it i mean adults need to take a, a leaf out of out of children's books i think yeah. definitely how would you say that your lives have changed since zoe came out oh my gosh I don't know where to start. <laughs> I have a lot more baths. Um, <laughs> I drink less Guinness and more red wine. <laughs> oh, lovely. We've lost a lot of people. Yeah. On the, really? On the down, we try and be happy and upbeat, but being honest, we've lost a lot of people. You have, in particular. Yeah. So, like, I've lost um, my brother, my dad potentially other family members that I may not have been as in contact with in the past. Old friends. Um, my you band. The band. That I always used to sing in. But, yeah, you know, we've still got each other and we've got, like, new online. friends and new yeah. online community that we've been building across Instagram and stuff. A, so. a lot of the people we consider friends now, we probably haven't even met. In person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the online community has really got us through, and I think that sounds so cheesy when you say it. And even when we say it on Instagram or whatever, it's thanks to you that we're where we are and what we're doing and that we're happy. But they're so good to us, like yeah. aren't they? Like so kind. Um, we're very honest on our Instagram. Like if we're having a bad time, we will post it and say, "Look, oh, you know, we're not, we can't do this, or we're not doing that." Blah blah blah. And we get a lot of support, and it really, it's really nice. And people are really honest with us as well. So, yeah, I think it's great as well that we've had opportunities to talk about our lives, like on bigger platforms, um, and just like have different experiences that we would have, we would never have experienced. Mm. Sometimes we get trouble when we're out, I suppose, as well, like in restaurants or when you're just walking down the street. You've mm. had things happen to you, haven't you? Yeah, people can. People can stare. I'm six foot two, uh, and you know, I'm not as feminine as I would like to be, or as the world would kind of expect someone to be. Um, so I get judged a lot and stared at a lot, and occasional comments and laughs and points and things like that that happen while we're out and about. So that's difficult. Um, mm. Especially when we're all together as a family, because the kids don't need to see that. 
How do you handle that when that happens? Uh, it's been a while because we don't go out as a family so much because of COVID. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. when you first came out, we went we went to like a pizza place in Cardiff and um, we'd go there regularly and loads of the staff started laughing and pointing no. and jabbing each other and stuff. And Zoe noticed, which you're quite good at keeping it to yourself. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to keep it to yourself. <clears throat> Sorry, you're quite good at pretending like everything's fine trying to protect protect yeah. you guys probably. and i yeah. tend to look out for it so i probably look for trouble a little bit because i'm overprotective mm. but i didn't notice i wasn't very well i don't think and we went in and um you said oh they're they're all staring it must have been bad for you to say something and um to be honest i just got really angry and asked for the manager because i absolutely just flip <laughs> so i'm probably yeah you know i didn't go crazy and start throwing chairs around or anything in front of the kids but, um, <laughs> but you were this close <laughs> yeah but i just said i need to speak to the manager and luckily the man well even it's not luckily but the manager knew us from other events so she was oh, just like okay. i am she was so embarrassed like she was really embarrassed yeah. she was just like i'm so sorry and how would you say that your relationship has changed since since zoe came out we're, we spend a lot more, well, I suppose that everyone's saying that at the moment, we spend a lot more time together. Yeah. In mm. the first few months, we were a lot more, <clears throat> I don't know, we like, we like had baths together and stayed up till like 3am doing, like giving each other foot massages, yeah, yeah. speaking, that's probably gone out the window. <laughs> but those first few was... months were like quite precious because it was yeah. like literally full disclosure about everything mm. and that's how we go forward now. But um, I what do you think? I think we're a lot closer on a lot of levels. Um, we're very honest. Well, we should should have been anyway. But you know, it's like there's no there's yeah. no secrets. There's there's complete honesty with each other, and I think we understand each other in different ways now, and a lot more ways. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Just trying just to think what you're, what you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very different, I suppose. Yeah, and it's hard because like, it's still the same. Yeah, it's a really difficult one to. The dynamic has changed a little bit, but not too much. Has I'm, it? I'm not like. <laughs> what because I'm... you're a diva? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. But like I said from the beginning, I love that she calls herself a diva. So oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I can't take the credit. You're allowed. That. You're allowed. <laughs> But like I said from the beginning that I'm not trying to be a different person. I'm not going to put on a completely different persona and walk around like, oh, hello. I'm not, that's not, that's not. <laughs> Only on Sundays. <laughs> that's not what I intend to do. I'm just going to, I'm just trying to be me, figure myself out. And stuff. Yeah, because you, you went to voice training, right? And yeah. then you stopped. That's it. I would like, cause, because I, where I work, I have to answer the phone sometimes. And I get misgendered a lot. I get misgendered even when people call me on my mobile phone and stuff. And it's, it's hard. Mm. It's difficult. Um, yeah. So I, I went for some voice therapy, um, some speech therapy to kind of learn to talk at a higher pitch and, and change the way my tongue resonates and stuff. And mm. I just felt like it felt like who I was right at the beginning. Like I was having to wear this mask and having to put on this persona for everyone else. And it was fake. And it wasn't me, so I, was, I said to the, the the doctors, I was like, look, I can't do this anymore, I can't be fake. If there's other people that want this space to, to, to do this, then they can have it, and I'll just figure myself out along the way. Yeah, and I still think we're on the journey as well, yeah. working ourselves out as a couple, because obviously you've gone on to lots of medication, You even getting a hug now is hard for you, because it hurts. <laughs> things are growing. So things like that are <laughs> difficult. You're like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> so I think that like things like that will... Change, it'll always be changing for a while, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and probably until way after your surgeries and stuff. Probably. It'll probably still be evolving, I think. Maybe? Yeah, of hmm. course. Yeah. Keeping the spice there, though, eh? <laughs> what? Keep, keeping the variety. With surgery? Well, oh my gosh. I'm going on holiday <laughs> when she has surgery because she's a terrible oh. patient. So you you literally mentioned a minute ago, actually, that you're very open and honest about your lives on your blog and on Instagram and social media. What made you start our transitional life? I think a lot of it was when you came out, I could only find one story um, that was positive. I'm just going to jump in here. When Kelly looks for something on the internet, she will find it. 
like there is nothing that she cannot find. I like research. If I'm, if I'm passionate <laughs> oh, about I love the subject, that. I like a bit of research. She's like a, like a, a detective, unqualified PI. Yeah. <laughs> Get it from my mom. Yeah, I so I, I found this one story that was really beautifully written, and I just kept like every few days, I suppose, or even in the early days, every day, I just read it and just feel like okay, okay, we can you know we can make things work because every other story was negative or hostile or kind of like relationship breakdowns and so by June I think I don't know it just kind of came I don't know I don't even know how to describe it, it just think, happened yeah, didn't it you, by June you, I, I was like gone you I think you'd wanted to talk about stuff anyway because you'd been doing a little vlog here and there and and a bit of blogging and everything as well and at that point you weren't ready to come yeah you asked me on, if I wanted to and I was like no I'm not I'm, I don't I don't want to talk about it I want to keep myself to myself a little bit and I think at that point then I was starting to kind of come out of my shell a little bit more <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and um, sorry I'm just laughing because when we we won an award then in the November for the blog for like best newcomer and Zoe oh, then well, was amazing. like oh yeah I'm ready now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've won a award. Yes, okay. I'll show myself now. <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. So it just makes me laugh at that. That, that is exactly funny. what happened. Um, <laughs> so we just kind of wanted to be the positive story. And we do we do speak to people who, where it doesn't work out between couples and stuff. But on the whole, we wanted to be a positive story that people could kind of reach out to talk to get advice from even on the bad days I, and suppose. I think yeah and i think nowadays as well we're like finding there are some more positive stories out there but a lot of them are like high profile celebrities and things and it's not realistic so i think us being real and, and normal ish family who have that positive like outcome i think that's kind of where we are now, for sure. Who are you thinking of when you say celebrities? Are you thinking of the Kardashians? Well, there's that. There's, like, um, who else? Hannah and Jake Graff, who are both transgender. Um, more recently, Gabby Tuft. Um, there's, there's some, like, Elliot Page. There's a lot of, like, high-profile celebrities who have come out as transgender and almost... Not glamorized it, but made made transitioning look easy or easier, and I think mm. that's that's not realistic for the everyday family or person. And I think that's one of the things that we're trying to address is that, like, if if I want to get facial feminization surgery, I have to try and save or fundraise ten to fifteen thousand pounds because I haven't got that that million pound in my bank from doing all the the TV shows and films and things. Saying that though, do you think, you know, like the people that you've just mentioned, they are celebrities, aren't they? Do you think it's important having celebrities like that as well who are openly trans and kind of putting themselves out there, I suppose, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I definitely, I'm definitely not slating them at all. I think um, it's really important because people look up to celebrities all the time anyway. Um, So it's very important for, for people to be able to see that there are these celebrities these high profile people that they can relate to and and can if they are questioning their gender or their sexuality or anything at all then they can see somebody who is being accepted who is living their lives um and they already maybe looked up to before anyway and have that opportunity to come out because of that i think Mm. that's very important um but i guess showing real families and real people (laughs) like average-ish yeah. kind of families and, and transgender folk who um, have to work and have to do the whole NHS journey or private journey, which may take years and years and years and may not ever come to anything, is really important to people because it's not a situation where you can come out one day as transgender and then the next day click your fingers and have everything all perfect, as some of these celebrities can sometimes make it. But also it's not just that, it's the process that you go through from telling work and how long it takes for you to then change what you're wearing and how you look when you go to work and stuff. Like, it seems that with some some like big celebs, it's just, like you're saying, it's just the next day. Whereas 
you have to like get your like how brave you have to be to go into work and tell your bosses and then and then that first day how it must have felt for you and stuff mm. like I imagine I mean I don't I don't want to speak for celebrities but I imagine it's not I mean it's going to be difficult whoever you are right yeah but mm. it's not going to have be the same yeah as having to go into an office full of people yeah yeah because I feel like celebrities could kind of almost go into hiding a little bit like you know for, yeah. for however long they kind of want to if they've got loads of money they can not do a project or you know you could just be in between films if you're Elliot Page do you know what I mean yeah. Absolutely. like you don't see much from Elliot Page every day do you so I suppose you know he could go and do what he needed to do do, do whatever he wanted to do and then kind of present himself this is who I am yeah. you know it's yeah it's not realistic is it no but I imagine as well the difference a big difference would be they they would probably get a lot we get you get like trouble and abuse and stuff like that but when you're a high profile celebrity the stuff that must get said to you and mm-hmm. like I can't imagine the comments on like you know social media or emails or you know just just in general and I know there's a lot of mental health issues in the showbiz world and stuff like that so we're not trying to undermine that no it's just it'd be nice if the media represented normal families more that's all I think isn't it yeah it was International Transgender Day of Visibility this week, wasn't it? Would you say, is that a celebration for you? Or is that more of a chance to sort of educate people and share your experiences? Oh, it's a lot to Personally, think about Personally, I'd say it's the latter. I think it, it, it was a chance for us to kind of say to people, this is who we are. There's a lot of people out there like us or may feel like they're like us. Um, and this is your opportunity in the rest of like the rest of the online community and the rest of the world to raise these transgender voices and to to let people know that there are transgender people in the world um, and make them more visible and give them that opportunity, I suppose. But then I, you know, I was reading some of Jamie Windus' um, thoughts, mm. and they were saying that like. Yeah, it's great to do this, but it shouldn't be just one day. And also, visibility is a really difficult thing for a trans person. Yeah. So there were loads of really good points yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, made. So I think it's a bit of a... I mean, I'm not trans, so I'm not trying to speak for the community, but I just think, giving the other side of it, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that when I first came out, I didn't want to be visible. I didn't want to be seen. Now I'm at a point where, <laughs> online for a start... I want to be seen. I want the whole world to know that we exist and that we can make things work. And I suppose there's a similar <clears throat> point, you know, when everyone put the black squares on their screens? Like, it, yeah. the, that one day, what change does that actually initiate? Just one day? Yeah. yeah. It's not enough, is it? It's lovely, lovely mm-hmm. that people shared all these transgender accounts and these transgender messages and things for one day. But it does need to be, like, maybe not every day, but there should be more visibility and it should be like an ongoing thing, really. There's a lot of discussion around young transgender people. I think recently it's kind of been in the news a little bit, whether they should have access to services that help them to transition easily. So things like puberty blockers and things like that. What do you guys think about that? I am for it. I think that from, from what I've read, the research that we've done, uh, puberty blockers do just that. They they block the hormones that would initiate puberty for a child. Um, and if you're in a position where you are questioning your gender and you are, or even if you're adamant that you are the opposite gender of how the world sees you, then th- there's no harm in that. When you come off the puberty blockers, if you come off and you wish to continue as the, the, the gender you were assigned at birth, then your puberty will kick in. It might be a little bit later, but it will still naturally kick in and there's no harm done, essentially. I, I, I maybe wouldn't suggest any surgeries or anything straight away, but that's, that's my anyway, opinion. No, and, and, and you can't <laughs> until you're 18 anyway, or whatever it is, 16, 18. But I think when it comes to blockers, going through puberty and, and your teenage years is such a, a huge part of your life, a self-discovery for everyone anyway, but for somebody who may feel like they're transgender, I felt weird going through puberty. I didn't like that. Do you I, wish you'd had blockers, yeah? I don't know. I mean, I didn't understand it then. The, the mm. information mm. wasn't there. There was no visibility for transgender people. I Like, 
that world just didn't exist to me. So me questioning how my body was changing and hating it just felt like me suffering in that 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 moment. Um, I think if you're a family and you have children who are going through this, then taking the blockers isn't going to cause any harm. It just gives them that time to maybe grow up a little bit, maybe do more research and speak to more people and make a more informed decision on how they want to live their life and who they are, really. Trans people are required to go through quite a long process, aren't they, in order to change birth certificates and things like that. Lots of people want everyone to be able to self-identify as their chosen gender. So by signing declaration without having to provide evidence uh, of a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria. Do you think that's the way forward? I think it's complicated. I think there's a lot of people that may abuse it if that was the case, but there's a lot of people that it could potentially help as well. Um, When it came to legally changing my name, and my pronouns, I did that myself without having to get any diagnosis or anything. Um, it's just the case of filling out some forms and sending them to the right people. Yeah, um, you still have the wrong uh, prefix on your bank. Yeah, there's, there's certain things that can't change unless I do have that certificate from the NHS and the government saying this is who I am. Mm. Um, which is difficult. Like, if I was to go to a bank and open a bank account today, I could open it as Mrs Zoe Allen, whereas the bank account that we've held together for, like, 12, 13 years, they can't, they can't change my prefix or my um, internet login or, and all of these different things, which, are like, could be continually triggering um, because of a, a, a tiny, like, admin... Yeah. issue or whatever and now even though you can't you can't go on holiday no abroad. i can't get a passport until i've had the nhs certificate um so there's a couple of things i mean birth certificate it doesn't bother me that much really because is it that's how they assign me at birth and that is what mm. it is that's that's done there i am living my life now as who i am and i i would like the opportunity for all my documentation now to be who I am. And that's that's that. I don't look back at my birth certificate for any particular reason. It, it's somewhere in a cupboard or a I box. I just don't or... see how anyone would go to those lengths to then do something malicious. I think no. if someone's going to do something malicious, they're going to do it. They're not going to, like, change their name to go and attack people. Like, I hate this yeah. connection to trans women. It brings us, again, to the, the toilet talk where they should exclude transgender women from women's toilets and transgender men from men's toilets and all these different things because um, some women don't feel safe with transgender women in the toilets because they feel that they are men dressing up as women who might attack them. And like you're saying, putting bans and, and exclusions for, for transgender people is, one, going to be detrimental detrimental to the transgender women because they're going to then have to use the male toilets, which is probably even worse and would cause more more pain in many ways. But also, if there is a man or, or a person who is going to go into the toilets to abuse or to attack in any way, Putting a ban on on these these things isn't going to change no. that. It's not it's not going to do anything. It's interesting you bring that up, actually, Kelly. I was going to ask you about that. You know, when people do say things like that, they have concerns about single sex spaces, you know, toilets, for example, and saying that transgender people erase the concept of sex and things like that. What do you think about that? What do you say to people who say things like that? Erase the concept of sex. You know, like like Piers Morgan, uh, you know, he says, it. oh, I mean, I hate to even say his name, but he had somebody on, I think they were transgender and they were talking about how, you know, people should be able to identify however they like and why do you care? And, you know, all of this, which was completely valid. And he was like, oh, well, I'm going to identify as a... Um, a penguin, wasn't it? A, pe- a, 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 a penguin or something. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of people yeah. that get confused between sex and gender, but then you get into the whole conversation then of a, like sexuality and that can be that can be a difficult conversation but like 
I don't get this kind of degrading people and saying things like, oh, I identify as a penguin. Like, where's that getting you? I, I don't see, like, the, the harm in people identifying or identifying their gender or their sexuality in, in any way that suits them. As long as they're happy and not causing harm to other people, then what's the problem? Like, humans have been, like, fluid in gender in sexuality for thousands of years it may not be entirely documented and people in power may have suppressed a lot of the information and the visibility over the years but you know it 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 happens people are are very complex in their mind in their soul in their body and, and i think i just I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you can, as well, I don't think you can erase anything, because it is what it is. If you if you connect with something, how you feel, you know, like, I'm cis female, and that's how I, that's how I feel, I'm a cis woman. I, I don't connect with anything else, which is, a lot of the time, how I, it helped me understand how you might feel. If I put myself in a different body, a body that doesn't fit me, how would I feel? Like, that's how you must have felt, like, and maybe still do. I don't know, I want to put words into your mouth, but... Like, but it doesn't erase any of it. Sometimes I get too exhausted to argue. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because yeah. some people just, people like Piers Morgan, they don't want to change. They don't want to learn. They don't want to, like, change their mindset on things. It's like a lost cause. Mm. But I know that, I know that sounds mm. really defeatist. I know exactly what you mean. Some people are not going to change their mind. Don't waste your... It's almost like, am I wasting my breath here? Yeah. And you know, there are always going to be people that play devil's advocate and yeah. do all of that. And to be honest, maybe he doesn't even think that. Maybe, uh, honestly, sometimes some of the stuff he says, I'm like, does he actually think that? Or is he saying that for ratings and, yeah. you know, yeah, to, to, get, to get a reaction and to get a great clip and all of this? Like, I just wonder whether it's, it's, he even does believe that. Yeah. I mean, it's damaging. It's damaging either way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What advice would you give to younger trans people, Zoe? That's difficult because hopefully they've got a good support network around them. Um, But if you haven't, then maybe go online and look for some of the support groups. There's some groups on Facebook. There's some channels on Instagram and YouTube that might offer some support. Um, like us, you know, we offer as much support to, to many different people as we can. Um, there's also charities like Mermaids who offer support. Um, and talk to people. If you have a friend that you can confide in or a relative, talk to them. Taking that first step um and being honest with yourself and being honest with somebody you you can trust will set you up for the next step after that i suppose um and will give you the the chance to to be the real you and then kelly for you what advice or what would you say to people who are in your position who has a partner who has come out to them and they were in your the position you were in in uh, you know on new year's day 2019 Looking back, I'd probably just say take it one day at a time. We have a couple of people that reach out to us where their partners have come out. Um, I've even got a WhatsApp messages with one lady who sometimes... She hasn't messaged me for a long time, but she sometimes messages when she's having a bad day. Um, and it's just about listening. Talk to your friends if you can trust them. And don't don't think think too far ahead because things will change. They might change fast, they might change slow. But I think, you know, I was constantly worrying about what's going to happen, what's going to happen, you know. And I think if you think like that, you're just going to end up in some sort of frantic mess where actually you just need to take it one day at a time together and just be really honest. Like That's the biggest thing, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Being honest and open about your feelings. Even if you don't think you sound like a nice person, like you've got to just be honest about how you're feeling at that time. There's a lot of people Mm. that say to me, oh, I'm not into women, so what am I going to do now? Like my husband's come out as trans. And they still use those words. They use the word husband, you know. They'll still Mm. use that language because it's what they know at that time. And and I did the same. Um, And the thing is, you've got to think, what I often say is like, well, why did you marry them in the first place? What is it you love about them? Because they don't very, they've never said to me, oh, it's their physical body parts. That's why I married them. Like, I don't ever hear that said by anyone. So if that's not why you're marrying someone, then, or you're falling in love with someone or being with someone, then 
focus on why you are in love with them and why you're with them because it'll often change your mindset and mm. um a lot of the time it doesn't always happen but a lot of the time they're like yeah actually i love them because of this 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 and this and i that hasn't changed so yeah you're, you're in love with the but with the person yeah exactly that's mm. all <laughs> What would you say is the worst thing about being a woman? Where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) Being treated like you're stupid, mostly by men. Am I allowed to say that? (laughs) That's what I find quite frustrating. Um, And being scared to go out at certain times of the day. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't exist. For me, I guess, the worst thing about being a woman slash transgender woman, because... It's difficult. Um, I think would be the, the feeling of constantly needing to look or present a certain way because of the media and the expectations of society. And then on a happier note, what would you say is the best thing about being a woman? Oh, God, I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> I probably, I probably, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to go first? Um, for me, it would probably be... Oh, I know what you're going to say, and I think I'm going to... You're going to say clothing, because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I'll, leave, I'll leave the clothing to you, then. I'll leave Sorry. Through. For me, it would probably be being able to... Oh, yeah, that's actually a really good one. <laughs> so shallow. <laughs> so shallow. No, li- literally, right, I'm going to quickly say this. When I used to have to shop in the men's shops and the men's departments, the variety and... Um, colours that were available were lame and I hated shopping every time I went shopping I mean there were obviously other issues there as well um, but now I, I can like it's just like it's just like a You've rainbow got so of much patterns choice. and styles and colours and yes. yeah um, but for me <laughs> for me uh, it would be <laughs> the opportunity to be able to I mean I'm I'm still learning and getting into makeup but like the opportunity to be able to have my eye makeup a different colour and pattern every single day if I want to. <laughs> we're, we're, we're giving the shallow answers. We're really sorry. Not saying that they're only for women, but I will say clothing. I think just being able to express yourself, because as you say, if you go to a shop and then you, there shouldn't, you know, the different departments can be quite frustrating and all that stuff and very gender biased and whatever. But mm. being able to go and just pick out really pretty bright things, I just, yeah. But I don't think it's just women that do that, so. Mm. Potentially in today's society, you can get away with a lot more in terms of expression mm. compared to the average cis male, I reckon. Thank you for listening to Ladypod today and a huge thank you to Kelly and Zoe for joining me. We love getting your feedback, so if you did like this episode, please write us a review and subscribe on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. If you want more LadyPod, you can find last week's episode with the extraordinary organiser Dilly Carter on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.